And we are live. Welcome, everyone, to the Feel Inspired Podcast, uh, episode 58, with the beautiful, the wonderful Andrea LaRosa. I'll be introducing her more in a little while and let her give her own introduction. Uh, but just a huge welcome to you all. It's British summertime. It's very hot here and muggy. But... The show must go on, no matter what. Uh, welcome to any new new listeners, new viewers. The Feel Inspired podcast is all about that, helping people feel inspired today. And recently, we were talking a lot about dating, and because I think it's such an important subject, especially in this day and age with you know swipe dating, app dating, so much gender bashing going on online, and you know it's 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 a tough battle for most people. So my prime purpose is to help you navigate it a little bit easier and this is why I love having wonderful guests on like this lovely lady Andrea LaRosa uh, who's on the west coast right now as well she's so she's up nice and early to join me for the podcast so can I just say welcome Andrea it's a pleasure to have you on the Feel Inspired podcast thank you for joining me thank you for having me I'm so happy to be here with you and as always, I mean, we don't actually know each other. We've had a brief chat on Messenger. And right. that's literally it. So I have no idea about your history or anything. So I'd love to know, tell us your story. Like, how did you fall into this line of work? What made you decide to become a dating expert and coach? Um, well, first of all, I commend you for having me on, not knowing any of my background. <laughs> I could be some hot mess. <laughs> best, best, best way, really. Best way. <laughs> Um, so believe it or not, actually, I've not been in this field for very long. It's probably going on maybe six years now. I used to be in the film industry as a film producer living in England, actually. Oh, oh and, yeah, of course you were in Bath, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so when I moved back to the States, I realized I didn't want to stay in that career. I wanted to do something to help people. And uh, long story short, I went to a speed dating event here, loved it. It was a hot mess. I reached out to the organizer and asked, you know, hey, with my producing background, doing events is something that I'm really good at. Can I help you with your next one? No charge. Just I just want to be of service. Why I'm trying to figure out what the heck I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> And so I realized, wow, this is a lot of fun. So I started my business by doing local speed dating, lock and key parties, single events, and then eventually went back to school and got certified in NLP, life coaching, relationship coaching, all the things, and have kind of just let the business take a life of its own since then. So here I am now, six years later, coaching, doing matchmaking, doing all the things. <laughs> no, that is a big change though from film production to dating and relationships. That's a, that's oh, a enormous. <laughs> a huge change of career. Like, I mean, when you went to this event and stuff, what, I mean, aside from that, are you, by the way, are you single right now and actively dating? Were you with someone? Um, I am currently single. When I first started my business, I was with someone. We were in a long-term relationship and it didn't work out. And now I am single and not actively dating simply because as a dating coach, dating is a lot more challenging. You know, a lot of times people will come to me and be like, well, you're a dating coach. Shouldn't you be in the healthiest of relationships? And you know what I tell them? I am. I'm in an extremely healthy relationship with myself and with the people around me. But it doesn't mean I have to be in an intimate partnership. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If you're happy being single, more power to you as well. But but I do ask people that question. I do say to them, 
are you genuinely happy? And that's that's the main thing. I think there are some people, I mean, would you agree with me? Because I think when I have this conversation with some people, and I don't mean to judge them, but I've been doing this a long time, and you can tell who are the genuinely happy ones versus those who are genuinely just trying to convince themselves they're happy. <laughs> and again, I, I don't want to offend anyone because we're all going through our own journey. Um, but it, it's true, and you've got to you've got to be healthily in love with yourself. True or false? It's very true. I think that you can't give to someone else. You can't give to a relationship if you don't give to yourself. If you don't have the energy initially which is why self-care is so important you know you have to be able to know who you are and what you have to offer to a relationship and yeah I am genuinely happy would I like to be in a relationship of course I would I have a lot to offer to a partnership it's been extremely challenging to find that partnership uh being single and a dating coach and being an expert men often get uh, slightly intimidated <laughs> yeah. by the coach. I, do you know what? And I would, I, I would have to say that I agree with you 100%. Whereas I think when I was single and dating women found out I was a dating coach, they were actually really intrigued. But I've noticed that you're not the first dating female dating coach to say this to me, that when guys find out a woman is a dating coach, mm -hmm. they feel a little bit intimidated. Yeah. Uh, and what, what, why do you think that is? <laughs> I think Landmine it's, it, yeah, I think men are just really afraid that they're going to be judged and they don't realize that as a dating coach, I'm actually going to be the exact opposite. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to actually be more open and more understanding. I am able to read body language a little bit better than the average female because I'm trained to. And I'm going to be very forgiving because I know on a first date, you're going to be really nervous. And so I'm not going to judge you based on that. And I'm going to be more open to a second date as long as there's no massive red flags. Yeah, I, I've got to tell you a story as well. And I think this is <clears throat> something I'm trying to share with people more and more. So I wrote a blog about this, but also that was regarding some previous couples. But even recently, my wife were at, uh, and I were at an engagement party so the couple who are engaged are admins of ours on our Facebook singles group so they met on there as well so we, we forced them to do a live about four years ago it was a bit of a train wreck don't tell them I said that <laughs> but, but what happened was after they did the live they, they were on the live like hello are we live kind of thing because they'd never done one before so they weren't oh. used to speaking live uh, but anyway so after it happened they ended up speaking with each other on WhatsApp and the rest is history they're engaged now probably going to get oh. married next year but my wife and I were in the engagement party. We were there a few weeks ago. And I, I even said to my wife, do you know what? Even I feel a bit rusty just communicating with people, speaking, flirty conversation, all of the rest of it, playful banter. So I said, look, let's not leave until we've at least spoken to a good bunch of people and then, then we'll go home. And she was like, cool, down for it. Let's go. So we, we met this one couple and they... Um, they uh, also met same year as me and my wife, 2015. So we asked them, we said, okay, so tell us the story. How did you meet? You know, what? how did it happen? Uh, and her answer was hilarious. She said, look, after the first day, I didn't like him at all. Uh, and we were like, okay, so, you know, how how did it continue then? And she uh, she said, I just realized, by the way, I'm just going to do one thing. This is probably terrible of me to do this midway. There you go. Then my logo is actually on me. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> I was going to say, your name's not Amit. Um, <laughs> then, uh, so we asked, okay, so how did it lead to a second date? 
Well, she said, well, do you know what? My dad was out of town and I was just hungry. So I just went for the food. <laughs> that was her, that was her thing. But wasn't it oh interesting that she went for this second date? And after the second date, she actually liked him. And the rest is history. They got married. They have a kid. Um, and then I bumped into an ex-coaching client of mine as well. She was there, got chatting casually. I said, how's it all going? She said, I've met someone. I've been with someone for six months. And I was like, tell us a story. And she said the same thing. Didn't like him after the first date. After the second date, I was like, actually, he's quite kind of nice. And it just goes to show that actually exactly what you said, right? You know, you know, everyone is a little bit nervous, a little bit on edge, a little bit hesitant at the very beginning. And we need to be more forgiving of that. Obviously, caveat being, unless they completely screw it up and call you fat in the worst way possible, then that's a different right. story altogether. But, you know, in the beginning, I think everyone deserves a little bit of it. If you, the way I describe it, describe it to people, if you, if you leave indifferent, it's worth a second date. I agree. I think that we need to be a little bit more open to the type that we're looking for. We also get to a certain age and get a little bit stuck in our expectations. And so when you are looking at a first date, you have to remember that you don't know anything about this person. And you can't make assumptions about them, right? Which is why I always suggest when you are on a dating app on any of those sites that you get off it as soon as possible and have a face-to-face, -face, even if it's a Zoom or a video chat style face-to-face. -face. But you need to hear tone, you need to see body language, you need to see facial expressions. Then you can know, okay, I think this is a, a genuinely nice person. I'd like to get to know them a little bit better. You're not getting married after the first date. There's no ring on it. You're not having babies with this person. It's just a date. It's just to get to know someone to see if there's compatibility there. It, exactly. So true. I say this to everyone, right? So I have a rule. I say to anyone I'm coaching that your goal should be to get their number, get off the app within 15 minutes. It's, it's a bit arbitrary, but it's it's something to aim towards. So I got my wife's number within five minutes, right? So that was like, that was kind of like one of my records at the time. But <laughs> it, it just didn't make sense to me to speak online. I mean, you know, most people end up kind of in just small talk, not actually really getting to know each other, getting, you know, forming a true connection, right? Absolutely, because you're creating this fake persona of the person. You see a few pictures, they send a few messages, and in your head, you've created what you think they're like. And then when you meet them, I guarantee you they'll disappoint because no one is going to match this fake person you've just made up in your head. And then you don't want a second date because you think, well, you're not who I thought you were. Yeah, so, so true. So true. So can I, <laughs> slightly funny question, but I've got to ask, right? Uh, with, since you've been doing this line of work and since you've been, I'm sure you have been on dates. So have you ever kind of been on a date with someone in the back of your head? You're thinking, I need to coach this individual. I really need to. <laughs> Probably about 70% of my dates. And to be <laughs> fair, I did include some of them in my book. I did share some of my disaster dates because I thought, you know what? It's why not make this a little personal as well? And let me let me share some of those that I just sit there going, I really need to coach you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you have to, right? Can you Are you able to share? And please tell us about your book as well. But can you share at least one of those stories, one of your disaster dates and what happened? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll tell you one that's actually in the book. Um, I was on a lunch date with this guy who um, 
you could tell he was very nervous and I was trying to kind of put him at ease. And I know that's not my job on a date. It's my job as a coach, but not as a date. But I knew there wasn't going to be any kind of long-term interest with him because for one, what he presented on the app isn't what showed up in front of me, which is pretty standard. It happens a lot. But he decided to show me his tattoo on his arm. Um, it was like a little leprechaun and he was flexing. He lifts up his sleeve. He flexed his arm multiple times and he was like, look, my leprechaun can dance. And the <laughs> server that we had was walking behind him and just busted out laughing. Like another employee heard busted out laughing and I tried so hard to stay calm. And I was like, really? Did you <laughs> Like he stood up and made a huge spectacle of himself in the middle of this restaurant, making this leprechaun tattoo dance on his arm. And I just wanted to be like, no, I, I'm done. Forget lunch. I'm going home. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, I'm guessing he didn't kind of get the euphemism there at all either as well. So I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, no fair, fair enough. Yeah, I, I think I think you you could be very indifferent to that. <laughs> <laughs> but that that's oh, that's fascinating. Though, like just to hear your experience because obviously I've been out in the dating scene for a long time, and um, there's a part of me that would love to just go out there for a couple of days. Obviously, not cheating on my wife or anything, but just to right. see what people are like, <laughs> right? Just to see what people are like, and um. It's funny, like the few, the few singles events we've had recently, you know, I've been, I've had a chance to, we've had like, you know, about close to 200 people that I've been seeing over the last month. And, you know, some people are fantastic and able to speak to people very easily. And then some people really struggle. I was, at, um, I was hosting a singles event on the weekend and, you know, I saw we did us, we ended on a speed date. So it was, it was a variety of things, variety of activities. And then we ended doing a speed date and I just saw one or two guys sitting opposite, the the lady and just not even saying a word and I I just kind of wow. felt really bad for them and bad for the lady but bad for them because I don't know is it because they struggle with it you know is it because they um just feel nervous feel shy or run out of things to say and it's you know it's not their fault it's one of these things I always say to people no one ever teaches us dating no one's ever really told us how to do it you know, don't feel bad if you're not very good at it, because I will, I've got to be honest, I'll put my hand up. I was one of the worst at, you know, at one point, but it is a learnable or a teachable skill. So, so you don't have to worry, but, um, but yeah, so by the way, just tell everyone about what's your book called? Just so you, just so we know, well, we'll mention it again at the end, but just curious. It's called get the girl dating the high value woman. So it is designed for both men and women. Um, it's kind of a how-to for men and um, a how-to as well for women to understand when you are that high-value woman, how to represent yourself, how to be in your feminine energy. I think a lot of women like myself, we really struggle with that balance of you know our work ambition, our career ambitions, and finding that feminine energy for when we are dating again, because you do need to have that balance. But most women like myself, when we have high powered jobs and we are very career oriented, we have to be in our masculine energy in order to succeed in business nowadays. But we forget to kind of pop back into that feminine energy when it comes to our dating and intimate relationships. 
Ah, uh, so, so true. And that nicely leads on to my next question as well. So I was actually going to ask as well, do you coach both men and women? And if so, which do you prefer? But also, what do you think are some of the biggest things that people do as dating mistakes in this day and age? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do I get the list out? <laughs> Wait, where's the list? There's the list. Uh, <laughs> how much time do we have? <laughs> Longer than the Pfizer docs of 80,000 pages, probably. <laughs> right. Um, I coach mostly men. Um, I have for years coached mostly men one-on-one. -on -one. <clears throat> Excuse me. But what I've realized recently is I've actually gone back to group coaching with women because I've learned so much about men and what they're looking for. And what they present is not really authentic. You know, men will present this very macho male idea that they think they're supposed to be, but really they're very sensitive, actually. They're way more sensitive than women are aware of. And so I do feel like I've had like this inside scoop for the past six years of how men operate, how they think, how they behave. So I kind of want to go back and share that now with women. So I am starting to coach women again. Um, in a group coach setting. Um, it's, funny, it's funny you say that as well. Just I didn't want to interrupt you too much, but I just had to drop this in as well. I think people don't realize this uh, enough. I mean, I, I'm six foot three, so I'm quite a tall guy. Um, the singles event I was just doing on Sunday, uh, there's quite a few other tall guys there as well. And it's in my blood that I will straighten my back a little bit more, puff out my chest a little bit. But the thing is, what people don't realize, it's innate. It's not something I can control most of the time unless I'm in a really spiritually high vibe. But it's just something we do. It's a it's a masculine thing that is about it, it's almost a competitive thing, not like a I, I must beat you. But it is just a competitive thing. It's part of the masculine identity that I've got to show that I'm, you know, a viable. Yeah. Prospect. And that's what it is. <laughs> and most people don't realize that. Peacocking. Yeah, exactly. Peacocking, exactly that. Yeah. And it's just part of who I am. But you're right. On a first date, there is always going to be an element of bravado that the guy is going to bring to the table. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that's happening right now is that men and women are not communicating on the same level. They're not going in being authentic, being genuine. The biggest mistake I see men making right now is they're forgetting that, you know, you can't suggest an adventure date for a first date with a woman. She has to think about her safety first. And men need to start re being reminded that, you know, you can easily overpower a woman. So she is going to go on a first date with this safety concern. And any man who can go on that first date or even start a conversation with her safety at the forefront of the conversation, you're already a shoe in hmm. because that is, it's sexy when a guy can come to the table and say, look, I want you to feel comfortable. You know, where, what would you like to do? Where would you like to meet? What, what would make you feel more comfortable and safe? Oh my goodness. That hmm. would be so impressive. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. What a great line. <laughs> it's true it's true though as well right it just shows because he it looks like he cares about her feelings of course as well so it's, it's right. perfect. what a great line I love that it, it's it's important it's important for women to feel that we are being acknowledged as women 
And it allows us to be a little bit more feminine too, because he's kind of saying, I want you to feel feminine. You don't need to be in your masculine energy because that's what often happens. Women feel that they have to be on guard. You know, first dates should be really casual, really fun and light and should be comfortable. So doing a coffee date in a crowded cafe or, you know, meeting in a park that's has other people around that you can feel comfortable and safe in, you know, whatever works, but just make sure that you both are feeling very comfortable and you can be very authentic to your true selves. I love hearing you say that because this is exactly what I say to people. Park or coffee? I mean, come on, you just can't go wrong with either, really, to be honest, right? If yeah. it's a coffee date and it's not going well, it's very easy to cut it short. If you're going for a park, it's just a nice romantic place to be. And so my wife and I first date park. Um, nice. And yeah, and, and it was around a beautiful, there's a beautiful park near us. It's called Black Park and it's gorgeous. And I do park run there on Saturday mornings as well. But it's like, it's like you're not in the UK at all. It actually, to me, when I go there, I feel, I feel like I'm in Canada or somewhere, you know, beautiful big trees, you know, pine trees, all the rest of it. It's just beautiful park. Um, so that's where we went for our first date. And, you know, my wife had it. We had a great time. We ended up just walking and talking for about two hours. And, you know, the rest is history. So obviously something <laughs> worked right. But I think people <laughs> underestimate the power of simplicity in a first date. They think they have yes. to go big, grand, a big, expensive dinner. And I'm like, you know, but what if you don't like this person? You know, this is what burns exactly. people out is you put too much stock in the first date, but not enough afterwards. But all those first dates that don't work out, eventually they just, you know, weigh you down and men are getting very frustrated picking up the tab i don't know how it is in other parts of the world right now as far as like a dinner date but in california it is extremely expensive you're looking yeah. at <clears throat> at least a hundred dollars mm. and to drop a hundred to 150 dollars for a dinner date on a first date constantly if you're trying to do one or two dates per week that is an investment Hmm. and not yeah, very wise there's a lot of money uh, there was a point in time when I was doing three dates a week I mean that would have equated to I mean you know uh, even then as well let's say it was 50 pounds that's 150 that's for you know 600 a month just on dates alone like I, and I was on low money at that point in time there's no way I could afford that that's where I came with the whole idea of having you know coffee dates <laughs> at least I saved a bit of money um but it's true. I think simple is best either way anyway, because, you know, and the other thing I say to people about dinner is, you know, do you really want to be talking today? Going, you know, finishing your teeth. And... <laughs> I don't think it's a great look for most people. So, you know, I think it's a good idea to go for an ice cream, go for a coffee, but, you know, do something different. If you, I remember I met one day and we just went for a walk around London. I mean, I've done that a hundred times, but mm. it's different when you're with a different person, you know, we went and climbed the lions and Trafalgar square and, you know, all sorts. And it was just a nice, pleasant, lovely day. And um, she had a good time as well. And I think simple things tend to work the best. And it allows you to keep it short. Your first date shouldn't be this big experience. It shouldn't be a six hour long date. Now, granted, do those happen? Of course, those happen when you're really enjoying someone's company. But honestly, you know, and you and I have talked a little bit um, with some other fellow <laughs> coaches about micro dating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These mini dates, these really, really short lived dates, um, either via video chats or in person. 
But a first date doesn't need to be anything extravagant. It doesn't need to be extremely long. There's nothing wrong with leaving the other person wanting more of your time, more of your attention, curious about who you are. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And that's the powerful sound, sound bite, isn't it? Leave them wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where the micro dating is actually a really powerful thing. I've just made a note of the time there as well. So I can do a little, <laughs> a little sound bite <laughs> of that. But it, it's true, though. I think you want to leave your date wanting more. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, didn't that I mean, happen for you? I mean, every single date, they all wanted more of me. I mean, that's just a given. <laughs> hello, hello, Andrea, hello. <laughs> No, but but yeah, no, I think I would do that. Sometimes I will say to guys, cut off the date when it's going really well. I know it's very Mm -hmm. hard to do, and it seems a bit unnatural to do that. And it is in one sense, yes. But I think to myself, look, the thing is, if you spit the way I see it is if you spill your guts, um, a a London phrase on the first date, you know, Mm -hmm. in six hours, 10 hours, however long you may end up having a date. Sometimes I find a lot of people come to me and say, I've run out of things to say on a second date. Well, how long was the first date? Six hours? Yeah, well, no wonder. You kind of told them your life story on a first date and it's no wonder you've run out of things to say. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I don't think a first date should be more than one to two hours maximum. I agree. Yeah. No matter how good it's going as well, just cut it off and, and use that as a reason to have a second date, say to them, do you know, I'm loving this and I've got so much more to tell you, but let's save it for next time. Um, uh, you know, and, uh, and to emphasize there's going to be a next time as well. That's your in, that's the in for both. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I always tell my clients when your coffee is empty, it's time to go. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. That's a good one. What about on the other side, by the way? So from ladies as well, what are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing on that side? Um, oh, yeah, I know you mentioned about the kind of femininity. I think that's a big thing. But the other thing I I don't know about if you agree with this and it is that especially with TikTok around, right? You know, there's mm. a lot of a lot of gender bashing that goes on there as well, as we probably all know. Anyone who's on TikTok will probably see it, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we put too much stock in all of that information that flies in front of our face. Uh, and then people end up creating that experience for themselves. You know, if you if you if you're in that vibe, if you're in that space and you you end if if that's all you're thinking about and then you wonder why it's happening to you well hello that is exactly what the law of attraction is you are manifesting the experience if you keep dwelling on it and i think that that's people are putting too much information too much stock in this information they see oh i completely agree yeah i tell them all the time what you resist will persist you keep attracting more of what you don't want because your focus is on what you don't want instead let's focus on what you do want what does a healthy relationship feel like for you and start visualizing that and start attracting that go for that kind of relationship and for a lot of people that really changes it's not their typical ideal partner that they thought they had in their head it ends up looking very different for them you know for example some ladies will want somebody who's tall and they're getting stuck on this tall, broad-shouldered guy, and then they realize, actually, it doesn't matter how tall he is or how broad-shouldered or how, you know, what color his hair is. Actually, what I do care about is the fact that he is a kind person. We have similar values. We're compatible in our lifestyle. You know, we have good chemistry. All of these other things that will sustain a long-term relationship not just that i'm attracted to him right now in the moment 
Yeah, no, it, it's so true. And that's a, that's a big thing as well, the height thing. But then again, as well, guys, when it comes to body types and things like that, I, I know this one guy and, you know, he's kind of fixated on a particular celebrity and he wants his woman to look like that. And, you know, I've tried reminding him, remember, you're just seeing a version of her, you know, that's, you know, done nice and proper. Like, I've got to be honest, the, the celebrity he's talking about when I see her not with makeup on, I'm like, she looks like an average woman to me. Like she doesn't look like anyone special. And it's not an offense to her. It's just that I think he's bought into this. She idea is. Of, yeah. She's I mean, an average she, person. <laughs> she, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's beautifully average as well. Right. But like, <laughs> I, I just think that some people fixate on one thing that they have to have, and that becomes their main checkbox. And if I don't get this and then they're definitely not for me. And I'm, you know, it goes back to this, what I said at the beginning, that sometimes you give, like, I, I've lost count the amount of times people have come and said to me, the person I'm with, they weren't my usual type. I've mm -hmm. lost count of that. And yes. it's so often. Um, and the reason they're in this position is because they gave someone a chance who wasn't their type. And mm -hmm. because they did that, they're with their forever person. And so, you know, to be fixated on one external quality, I mean, don't get me wrong, we all have a, a nice to have list, but to be fixated on it, it just doesn't do us or you any favors, does it at all? No. Do you come no, across people like that who are just, I must have this? Yeah, they get a little fixated on the exterior, which is why we do so much work on the interior. You know, mm. what are the values you're really looking for in a partner? You know, what are the attributes that are the most important? A lot of times with my clients, I ask them to just list out everything, just get it all out on paper, you know, from head to toe, inside, outside, all of the things. But then I tell them, now I want you to pick only five of those things that you can have in a partner, five of those qualities that are the most important. And you know what never makes it to that list? The exterior. Yeah, definitely. That's a good way of doing it. I love that. That's a brilliant example. Uh, has it been your experience like mine where you you speak to people and it seems like everyone has certain pieces of the puzzle, but for most people, they just don't know how to put it together. And have you kind of come across anyone where you've helped them and you've just dropped one or two diamond bits of wisdom and then the light bulb pops for them and they're like, whoa, I get it now. And it's kind of changed their entire outlook and also the results they've got. Yeah, and it's funny because when that does happen, and I'm sure you've experienced this, where you sit back and you drop like one little comment and it just clicks for them. And all of a sudden the pieces line up and you're like, uh-oh, what do I do now? Like, <laughs> you don't need me now. It just like all aligned for you. Well, I'll just be here to support you, I guess. <laughs> well, that's the first 15 minutes of coaching, right? Totally five hours, right. 25 minutes to go now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, it, it's rare that it happens that fast. But when it does, it's it's beautiful to see it really, you know, that's why I got into coaching, because it was just, it was so amazing to watch my clients grow and be their most authentic self and have confidence. You know, for a lot of the guys that I coach, they really lack confidence. And a they're turning to the dating games, you know, the pickup artist games. And that's not going to get you the relationship that you want to be in long term. 
It might get you a toxic partnership because you're playing games. You're not being true to yourself. And so they just, a lot of them need to learn some confidence. And once they do, and they learn just a few little tricks, wow, do they blossom quickly. And it's just really lovely to see that transformation happen and to watch them get into these really beautiful relationships with a partner, whether it's with a woman or with a man, I coach both. And so, you know, it's just nice to know that you're helping someone be a better version of themselves and to create this life that they really long for. It's just, it's amazing. It's a beautiful thing, right? G- give an example of something you think that guys often do, which is kind of like from the pickup artist book versus what they could be doing from a place of self-worth, self-confidence. What's something that you see often and you think that guys do and they t- try to try to use, but actually there's a better way by just learning to um, believe in themselves. Negging. It drives me absolutely (laughs) ballistic. (laughs) The guys out there using negging. And for those who aren't aware of what negging is, because it's not to be confused with nagging. Yeah. Negging (laughs) as in giving a backhanded compliment. You know, when a guy says to a woman, you know, you're so beautiful. You're so amazing. Why are you still single? Why does why why do you guys say this? Why mm. keep your mouth shut? Just yeah. stop with you're so smart and beautiful. End of compliment. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then what about what to do instead? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Give her the compliment. Be genuine. You know, you're beautiful and you're smart, and I'm so happy to be getting to know you. So End simple. Of compliment. So Great. true. Yeah. And it's it's how it's done, isn't it? As well, I think that if they if they kind of do it a little bit, would you say that? Like, would you say this? Because I I find this as well. Like, for for example, there are guys who will overuse the compliments, and then sometimes for a woman, in fact, not sometimes, most of the time, that becomes overbearing and too much. And I think I say to guys, one compliment at most on the date is more than enough. But don't use it as a tool. If it's something genuine you see in her, if you say, if you think her, like one something I complimented my wife on, I remember this really well. I actually said to her, I said, I've got to admit, you've got the most perfect eyebrows I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And, you know, she does. She's always taken pride in her eyebrows and everything as well. And, um, and that, but that came from, I genuinely meant that. Like, I didn't just say, oh, you look beautiful for the sake of looking beautiful. I noticed something specific and, you know, it was quite striking to me. Um, And I think that that, when it comes from somewhere which is quite genuine, then women appreciate it but if you're sitting there just saying to her you know every five minutes oh you look so beautiful you look so nice you know I'm just uh, I'm just floored by your beauty she's just gonna get uncomfortable extremely uncomfortable because at that point it sounds like you're just interested in sex Mm -hmm. and you're only interested in her beauty her body her looks and nothing more than that so for a lot of women that's actually that point in the date where she kind of becomes very uncomfortable, starts checking her surroundings, seeing what, you know, how to keep herself in a safe position. So men really need to be aware that what you say and what you do is very different with a woman than it is with, you know, a buddy or a coworker. You know, she's really, again, we're back to the safety concern. She is making sure that she is staying safe. 
And it's unfortunate that we live in that type of world now, but we do, and it's a reality. And I don't know if it's ever going to change, but, and I'm not saying it's the man's responsibility, but having that awareness, if you really want to be in a good relationship, if you can go into a date with that awareness of, you know, I need to be genuine. I need to think of her. And I need to be genuine. You know, I really, truly believe that when you start dating, you need to be aware of what you can give to a relationship, not what you're going to get out of it. You will get something out of it. But if Mm -hmm. you're more focused on what you're giving, then you're going to find the right partner and you're going to do it probably a lot faster. Yeah. And you mentioned about safety. And I, I even say this to guys as well, to everyone. And I'm surprised at how many people don't do this. Just tell someone who you're with, where you're going, like a guy or lady, just, I think in this day and age, just why take chances? I even, I remember again, very early on, my wife said to me, I'm going to Google you. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh no, no. I was like, good luck. Go for it. You're going to love some of the stuff you're going to see about me. (laughs) But uh, you know, it's not a problem to me, but the thing is I admired her for taking the, you know, being, you know, prudent and just doing the Google search. I'd be, I'm surprised at how many people don't, Um, you know, simple thing like for example you know um the you know a lot obviously a lot of scams that go on in this day and age and stuff and I, to me i don't know about what you think about this you you give me your opinion but i'm of the opinion that if you don't find any digital footprint on someone for me it's a little bit of a red flag and it's something to address and just be open about say to them look i didn't find anything on you online why like Tell me why. Because I think everyone has a digital footprint of some sort, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever it might be. But, you know, when there's nothing, I always get a little bit concerned. And I had this experience recently. Someone mentioned it to me and I Googled them and there was nothing. And I'm like, to me, complete red flag. I I I get that 100 percent. You know, if I and I don't do this to my own dates just simply for the fact that I want to get to know them for who they are and not make assumptions based on their social media. Um, But yeah, most people have some, Mm -hmm. some type of social media, some type of footprint. Um, You know, I I have a client recently who we've been working on him getting one (laughs) because (laughs) he hates social media and I get it. I don't like social media Mm -hmm. myself. I just feel like it's a narcissist playground these days, but you know, I'm on there for business and I do have my personal accounts as well, but he's trying to date and these women are trying to look him up and they are becoming very concerned mm-hmm. about going on a date with someone who they can't find anything on. And so there's nothing for them to reference. So yeah, I do also agree that you should tell someone where you're going. You know, if mm-hmm. you want to Google them ahead of time, be honest about it. Don't be sneaky about it. <clears throat> And just tell them, look, I just want to make sure that I'm staying safe. And I just want to know what I'm getting myself into because there are a lot of crazies out there. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I got to share this experience as well. I think it's so important. I don't know if you know this in the UK. You might have seen actually when you were here in the UK, they have this system where and a lot of sign, bars have this sign up where <clears throat> if you're on a date and you need or you need help you need assistance you just go to the bar and you ask for angela and that's the code word to get assistance um and um but recently there was someone uh in the uk who's sort of become a little bit known as a swindler especially in south asian circles um 
And the thing is, I actually messaged this individual because they wanted to join our singles group. And I said, so long as you're going to be sincere, you can join. But I need to know, you need to guarantee me you're going to be a sincere person. You're going to be honest and truthful at all times. Never heard back. And, uh, you know, there's part of me that a little fe feels a little bit bad. And even people have said to me, you know, you've got to give people a second chance. And I do agree with that. But it turns out this person is still up to the old tricks um, and, you know, has tried it on with other women in terms of swindling them. And I think to myself that this is why you just need to be a little bit more careful than we used to have to be. Um, but it warrants doing because, you know, like you said, I mean, ideally, in an ideal world, I don't want to have to Google people. I really don't want to do that task. But for just for safety, for safety's sake um, and protecting the people around you, because you just don't know who you're letting into your world. You know, if you've got young nephews, nieces or whatever else or whatever it might be. Your job is to keep everyone around you safe. Yourself first, of course, but everyone around you. And I think that to do it is just a prudent step to make sure that someone is who they say. That the only thing is just to, are they who they say they are? That's the main thing. So long as they're who they say they are, I'm good with that. I agree. You know, I, I'm sure you've seen, I think it was Netflix that had that film, yeah. The Tinder Swindler. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but I think it scared a lot of people. I think yeah. a, a lot of men and women both kind of were off put by there's a couple films out there actually that are very similar in that nature. And it's happening a lot. You know, I hear mm -hmm. men here say that they meet women on these dating apps and they have conversation and they even video chat with them to make sure they're real. And then they go to meet for a first date and these ladies will ask for a Venmo payment for gas to get there or yeah they just start asking for money two mm -hmm. weeks in they're asking for money for rent and it's just it's disheartening i think to a lot of these guys when they're coming across that thinking you know i thought they were genuinely interested in me and now i'm realizing they're not and mm -hmm. so it's happening to both men and women very equally i think yeah no it's true there was one story it's not not a media story or anything but something a friend of a friend in the uk got swindled out of fifty thousand pounds and this is the person in question is a single mother and oh. the person who did the swindling really uh rubbed the salt in the wound as well and said you know what haha ha, i got all your money see you later that's how they ended the interaction and then that was it and the thing is as well uh, as we know it's very hard to prove a crime if you've given and handed over your money, it's very hard to prove a crime. So you just have to be so, so careful. Yeah. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, just don't give money to anyone. It just, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I, I have this rule. I say to people, like, if money comes up within the first six months, run. Right? It shouldn't be coming up. There's no, there's absolutely no reason on planet Earth there should be any exchange of money in the first six months. I just don't. I, agree. See, uh, I just think that that's just an immediate red flag run. It just shouldn't be happening at all. Although saying that on our first date, my wife, I, I, I didn't have change for the car park machine. So she paid for me. Bless her. I mean, it is a few pounds. Yeah. So, you know, there's my advice. And then uh, then I, I, I do something like that. But no, it's just one of those things. I didn't have the change on me. So she she did it. Bless her. Um, but anyway, let's let's move away from the 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 red flag stuff and back to the good stuff. So, hmm. uh, what are one or two other good secrets you can share with people, especially? And I think here's here's a couple of the, the most important and most common things that I hear people say. They, if there's someone I like, but I'm not sure if they're interested in me, 
what should I be doing? Um, and um, if I I'm not sure how to ask someone out that I really like. So those are the two like two very common ones I hear. So mm. for those two things, what would you say to someone that they can they can do to help themselves? Take a deep breath, first of all. <sighs> Calm yourself. <laughs> um, a lot of times I do hear of guys getting very excited about meeting someone and being too eager. So while I don't want people to think that I'm trying to give tips on how to play the game, it's not really playing the game. It's just take a deep breath, relax and let it unfold naturally. Don't force something faster than it needs to be. <clears throat> Take your time. Get to know them slowly. You know, if you notice that she's not responding as fast as you respond or, you know, see what the tone is and try and follow along with where they're at. Meet them where they are because Maybe he or she needs a little bit more time to warm up to the idea of dating you. Um, it doesn't mean ghosting is a huge problem. I know that. Um, I really think we need to like, learn how to communicate to just simply say, it was really lovely to meet you, but I'm just not feeling that. But mm. best of luck. Whatever it is. It's just so simple. It's like two sentences long. Yeah. Um. But it's a just, keyboard shortcut in your phone, so you don't even have to type it out. So it's just there. Yeah, I mean, I do that for my clients. I I have a text smarter guide that I give them, and it gives them all of these cheat sheet style text messages that they can send out. And you know, a few of the pages are all about that initial date, how to ask for that first date, and there's different ways to go about it. You can be cute and cheesy about it. You have to go with where your personality is. If you are, uh, you know, a funny personality, then let that work for you. If you're more of a serious person, then just be honest and say, look, I'm really enjoying getting to know you. I'm wondering if you'd be interested in a first date. You know, are you comfortable with meeting face to face or, you know, would you be more inclined to do a video chat first to get to know each other? It's okay to ask for what you want, ultimately, is what it comes down to. Don't be afraid to ask for what you want. I like that. I really like that. Another question just popped into my head as well, something I hear from guys a lot. I, I always had my own technique when it came to this kind of stuff, but um, I'd love to get your take. As a guy, now, what is the physical touch allowance on a first interaction? Now, what I mean by that as well, do you do you, do you shake hands? Obviously, that's something I never did. But yeah, <laughs> do you shake hands, do you go for a hug. What would you say is the best thing? Like my thing was I was I was always a very I'm a I am a very friendly person. It was always um a gentle embrace and a kiss on the cheek. That was my always my thing. Uh, I love to let women know that I'm a safe person to be around, but that's just my nature. It was anyways, it wasn't something I was doing forcing. It's just who I am and how I behave. Um, never got a bad response. I always thought women, you know, appreciated that. But for guys who are a little bit shy, they're not sure what to do, or they feel like it might come across a little bit contrived. What do you recommend to guys for that first meeting? What's the best way to interact with the date? Right. Two things. One, Ask permission if that's your style. 
if you are a hugger and you want to hug on a first meet, ask first. You know, I like to hug. Is that okay? If they say no, then respect that. And two, be aware that everyone has a different flirting style. So somebody like myself, who is a physical flirt, I'm very similar to you where I do like that hug and I like that touch. And sometimes I don't realize that I'm actually touching someone when I'm talking to them, which I try to be very um, aware of, very conscious of. But somebody who is more of a polite flirt, touch is not okay to them. They feel very violated when you touch them. Now, granted, we've been teaching people for years that on a date, if you have some minimal amount of touch, it creates connection. And it does. And it can have a nice pheromone exchange. But if that is not your flirting style, if you are a polite flirting style who doesn't believe in touch and, you know, um, it, it, you're not comfortable with that, and you are told by a dating expert or a YouTube video out there, you know, to touch her arm or touch her shoulder and you do that, or you put your hand on the small of her back, which is a very aggressive flirting move, it's going to feel creepy to her because you are uncomfortable. This is not a space that you normally live in. Um, so really understanding your own personal flirting style is going to be so important because then you can lean into your comfort. You know, if you're a traditional flirt or a sincere flirt or a playful flirt, whatever your flirting style is, I really suggest, first of all, find out what it is. <laughs> and lean into that. So then that way, when you do flirt within your style, within your comfort zone, it feels natural and it's received really well. But again, if you are a touchy-feely person, I really do suggest asking for permission before touching someone that you don't quite know yet. Mm. I think people are a little bit more sensitive about it. I don't, I don't think I ever recall asking for anyone's permission. I used to just <laughs> do it. And I don't think it ever went down badly, but, um, right. but I think people kind of got that, you know, that was my nature and that I'm just a very friendly, uh, you know, gentle, cuddly giant type of person. So they, they kind of went with it. Um, but that's good to know. Cause I do get guys asking me that a lot, a lot of the time, like what's the best way to greet someone. And I think that is actually quite a, uh, it's a basic challenge, but it's a very interesting challenge, right? How do you say hi to someone you're interested in, right? It's easier for bumping into a friend or meeting a friend, you know, it was usually the, the guy's shoulder hug, sideways hug, all that kind of stuff, right? But on a date, it's a different thing. It's always a different, like, and everyone, like you said, responds to it differently as well. So it's quite tricky. And then what do you say to guys? We'll start rounding this off as well. But, you know, because it's been beautiful, by the way, and I think a lot of guys and women as well are going to appreciate this. But what do you say to guys who are um, a bit useless at getting the second date? And, uh, and what I mean by that as well is that I think there are a lot of guys out there that they've because they've never been taught, they don't know how to be proactive in progressing everything. And and I think that there's a serious side to this as well, in that guys um, have a slightly harder job in that in this day and age, we've been bombarded with so much stuff about the whole Me Too movement and so much more aside from that as well. Uh, I, I find that a lot of guys are coming to me and telling me like, I, I don't want to be overbearing. So I don't, I don't want to overstep the mark, you know, you know, uh, make them feel uncomfortable. So they're finding it harder to, um, 
um, get that second date because they're not sure how to say it, how to action it, how to to make it happen. So what mm-hmm. would you say to someone who they've been on a date, things are going really well, at least they feel like things are going really well. They want that second date, but they're not sure how to proceed. What would you say? Um, so something that I do with my clients, which I know a lot of dating experts don't do, but I particularly do, is that I don't allow them to set up a second date on the first date. I nice. Okay. Oh, very different. Right. Interesting. Like, oh, t- tell me more. So it's okay to end the date with saying, you know, it was really nice getting to know you. I've really enjoyed getting to know you or something along those lines. Um, please get home safely. And then it's still okay to do that, you know, 20 minute later, you know, I hope you got home. Okay. It was great to meet you. Talk soon. Then give it a little time because people need processing time. They need to kind of mull over how do they feel about you. But and that goes both ways. And then reach out again to say, hey, I just wanted to let you know I really enjoyed getting to know you. I would love a second opportunity to take you out if you're up for it. What do you think? So you're not just asking for the date, but you're asking for kind of a temperature check from them of like, how are you feeling? Are we on the same page? If not, that's cool. Just let me know. But <laughs> I, li- I like that. I think that's a different approach actually. And I think it's worth trying if the other approach hasn't worked for you or it's backfired on you, then try it. I think um, either could work and it d- probably depends as individualistic, right? Depends on the person as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Mine was always, yeah, I'm getting that second date straight away. <laughs> <laughs> It popped in before we even leave, it, departing. And um, I, I, one of our couples, one of our couples who met through our singles group as well, um, a wonderful success story. They're married. They've got a kid now as well. And they were, wow. they were telling us on the first date, as well, she she mentioned after the first date, she wasn't that interested. The only reason she went on the second date, because he'd already planned everything and he'd already done everything. She was like, oh, I feel like I have to go now. <laughs> but uh, she, 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 she said she loved the date and, you know, they're married now and, um uh and doing very well like i said their first child as well so so yeah it's a different approach but i like it i think i 100 percent think it could work as well if you feel more comfortable doing that do that um mm-hmm. and for yourself give it time to simmer because i think some guys this is where i think this is a prudent approach actually is because some guys ladies and i think we just have to tell you the truth that some guys are a little bit overzealous because they met someone they like find attractive and they can say things they don't necessarily mean and so even as a guy it might be worth just stepping away did you really like her you know did you feel genuinely feel for her as well take a moment process it and then do the second date so I think there's there's this sage advice in that as well you know I can't tell you how many times I've been on dates on first dates or second dates where the guy is planning our future because (laughs) he's gotten so overly zealous about it that it's just like I want to tell him, like, slow your roll. I know that this isn't realistic, <laughs> but like, can we can we can we come back down to earth, please? <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, gentlemen out there, please don't do that. It's so easy for us to do that, but you have to give it time. You've got to you've got to curb yourself, roll, rein yourself in. You need this is where you need a good win, wingman to remind you slow that slow your ass down, fella. <laughs> 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 uh, because yes uh, that's uh, one of the top complaints I get from women as well it's that love bombing isn't it it's the the love bombing mm-hmm. aspect it's just like getting too 
too cozy too early yeah definitely well listen Andrea I have to say this has been a lovely lovely podcast I've enjoyed thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed having you on (laughs) please tell everyone more about you as well like do you do a free consult if anyone wants to reach out to you how can they reach out to you tell everyone about your book I will include all the links when I publish the the actual recorded episode of this as well so but just please tell everyone so where they can find out more about you and if they want to connect with you yeah, definitely. You can um, actually find me at datesmartersexier.com. Nice. I like that. And um, my book is called Get the Girl and it's on Amazon. Um, and I also host my own podcast called Date Smarter Sexier, where we um, interview right now we are working on dating, but season two was all about sex. So it gets a nice. little raw. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, I do free consultations. So anyone can message me. Um, and you can find me on social media and message me that way. Or you can message through, you know, my website, you can set up uh, an appointment to talk with me one on one, because I do all the things I have the online courses, the group coaching, the private coaching, you know, it's just any way that I can show up to mm. be supportive so that people can really be a better version of themselves when they're out there dating. That's what's really important. So however they can find me, message me and I will get back to you. I will respond. I am that person. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you just tell tell us again, by the way, what was it was it called the, the your website name? Date smart was it? Datesmartersexier.com. I feel like I needed to do a Joey there. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it for sure. <laughs> Well, it's yeah, it genuinely has been a pleasure. And to anyone listening, if you've watched the live, thank you for being with us. If you've just joined us at the end, don't worry. I'm gonna upload all the audio to all the podcast platforms and including Spotify video as well. It will be there. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you. And once again, thank you to the lovely Andrea. And how do you say your last name, brother? Did I say it right? La Rosa. La Rosa, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> thank you for being an incredible guest. It's been a pleasure having you on. No doubt I'll get you thank on again you. in the future. Uh, for Thank all you. those hopeless romantics who want to get the get the girl, get the guy. Um, and yeah, so thank you again. And to everyone else, you've been listening to the Feel Inspired podcast. My name's Amit Soda, and I will probably see you on the very next episode. So thank you again. I'll end the live and uh, stay with me, Andrea, and I'll catch you everyone soon. Take care.